This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Pakistan is going through its own political turmoil, leaving journalists in the country without a job. These reporters have found a new way to report the news while also not making the government so happy. I'm Oscar Gonzalez, in for Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this is senior reporter Ahmad Khan. Welcome, Ahmad. Hey, Oscar. Uh, thanks for uh, inviting me on. So, Ahmad, give us a quick overview of what's happening in Pakistan right now. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. So right now, Pakistan is uh, going through like a huge bit of term, uh, political turmoil. Uh, so the previous prime minister, Imran Khan, who was like a former cricket star, helped Pakistan win like the World Cup, uh, you know, w- w- back in the 90s. Uh, he became prime minister in 2018 on a major anti-corruption message. And, you know, when he came to power, there was a, a lot of maybe hope that, you know, he could get rid of some of the dynastical politics that has, you know, uh, that is very embedded within the country. These few families that continue to control the political situation and continue to get reelected over and over again. Um, but, you know, with uh, rising inflation and uh, just an inability to maybe uh, meet certain promises, it gave the opposition a lot of uh, room to, you know, mount an effort against him. Imran Khan himself, like a lot of other uh, celebrity politicians, you know, and I lump in Zelensky and Trump in this, they, they, I've, I've noticed a trend in which they kind of, uh, once they come to power, since they didn't come in with like a lot of establishment experience, they end up kind of, shifting towards, you know, getting power through a lot of push and a lot of demand in a way that can, you know, rub the opposition in the wrong way. Um, I mean, if you look at Zelensky before the war uh, broke out, you know, he was losing popularity greatly because of uh, just kind of how forceful he was being and trying to get his way. Um, and Trump was definitely like that as well. Um, and I mean, obviously, these politicians are all different in their own in own ways as well. Um, but either way, the opposition mounted a vote of no confidence against Khan uh, and uh, Khan started to lose a lot of uh, supporters in his coalition, eventually losing the the, the votes. Um, this then caused you know, a huge, uh, you know, political, uh, let's say political shift within the country. And he essentially went on television saying that, you know, these are uh, there. There's a foreign actor, a specific foreign actor who's influencing politicians to uh, vote against me. Um, and eventually he let's slip that this foreign actor is the United States. Uh, he's saying that, you know, the United States is essentially paying the opposition off to, you know, change sides and vote against him. The U S state department, you know, when I uh, emailed them, they, uh, they, denied having any involvement within the uh, current political situation. Um, and, you know, speaking to former State Department officials, uh, you know, they said that it's pretty common for countries to blame the United States for, uh, you know, for interfering within their elections. Um, but, you know, whether that's true or not, uh, she, uh, the, the person I spoke with, she, she believes that it's very untrue. Um, Still, you know, um, the the Khan government was never able to de- 
provide like super strong definitive proof that the United States was like actively intervening. Um, you know, there were like, you know, cap- uh, internal cables and this and that that suggested, you know, the U.S. being very forceful with its rhetoric. Um, but it was still hard to pinpoint like, you know, exact, you know, causation. Uh, and uh, throughout all of this, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, the, it's, it's just been a really fascinating to watch Pakistan, you know, com- kind of completely, uh, go in, 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 in this weird, like devolution, uh, you know, Imran Khan is, um, you know, he, he's been holding these like political rallies throughout the last two weeks that have been destroying, uh, and ridiculous crowds. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, let's, let's see what happens. Pakistan also has a history of like assassinating its opposition politicians. So, uh, there's definitely a lot of fear that, you know, uh, he was going out on in these huge rallies without any kind of like, uh, bulletproof glass in front of him or anything. Um, and you know, his attitude is like, Hey, if it's my time to die, it's my time to die. And, uh, you know, I, there's definitely an appeal to that, you know, <laughs> I guess that bravery or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, the, the country has been really fixated on everything that's going on. And this fixation has uh, allowed the country to kind of like look past, uh, Han's like political shortcomings. So I hope that's a, uh, quick distillation of what the heck is going on in that country. It, 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 there's definitely a lot going on. Now, it, in your article, you, you focused on some journalists uh, that steering this whole political upheaval, uh, they lost their jobs. I, it, and what happened there? Like, how, how does it go about where someone that's worked for a news company can lose their job because of all this turmoil? How does that work out? Uh, yeah, yeah. So in, in Pakistan, like the, 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 idea of like journalists kind of losing their jobs when a new administration comes in is not anything new. Uh, it happens quite often. It happened in the Khan administration and now it's happening under the Sharif administration. And, it, it, you know, the j- journalism in Pakistan is a little bit different than here in the U.S. Uh, there, it's not uncommon for journalists and to be like part commentator as well and have a political slant. Whereas here, you know, apart from maybe one or two particular news outlets, uh, generally the uh, newscasters try to be, you know, unbiased or as unbiased as possible. Um, uh, So, you know, it's like what happens is when a uh, newscaster is very popular and is saying uh, messages that don't follow, you know, the party line or is actually bringing up new reporting that is, you know, uh, against what the party wants out there, what will happen is... um, you know, the, the government will essentially, they'll use ways to coerce, you know, television stations to kind of get rid of uh, certain uh, newscasters. And the most common of ways, just like pulling advertising dollars, the government does uh, buy a lot of ads for these news stations, whether, you know, at, at the local level to, you know, promote uh, various government initiatives and whatnot. And, you know, the government will just go to the television station and say, hey, you know, uh, we're going to pull all your ads uh, if, you know, as long as this person is still on the air or uh, at least based on the reporting and the journalists I spoke to or, um, you know, like this, like between the hours of 5 p.m. and 6 p.m., you have this particular program on, you know, we'll just, we're just going to pull ads at that point. Um, and even in some instances, they can uh, coerce the news, the television station to just like completely go off the air in a certain like locality um, during that hour block. Um, and then usually television stations have to make a choice. Like, you know, do we keep this person on the air and, you know, risk losing, you know, these uh, precious ad dollars or, you know, do we just get rid of them? And um, for many uh, that, uh, at least the ones that I spoke with, they've, they, they've really found, you know, home on YouTube to continue their discussions, their reporting, their commentary. 
Now, with them being on YouTube now, these professional, you know, reporters, presenters uh, that were, you know, at these uh, media outlets, um, they they seem to have found an audience. And I mean, are they providing good content for their viewers? It's uh, uh, I know in the case of U.S. independent media, sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not so great. So how is it from the people you spoke with? I mean, are they providing the kind of news that, the people in Pakistan need and want. You know, it, 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 it's a mixed bag, as you know, as it here it is here in the U.S. You know, once you once you go independent, really, the entire responsibility is on you as a journalist to do proper reporting, proper editing, make sure that there's proper fact checking. And when it's just one guy uh, or, or, or 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 gal, and that, you know, it, it's not limited to just you know, just men. It. Um, it can become more difficult. You know, probably the mo- one of the most popular. Uh, you know newscasters who's actually just recently fired. He was a big uh, Imran Khan supporter and uh, he, you know, was forced off the air and, you know, on his YouTube channel, which has like over 2 million subscribers, you know, he very much um, almost parrots, you know, talking points by uh, that support Imran Khan because that's kind of what his viewers want. Right. Um, And, uh, you know, he's, he's allowed specific exclusive access to the former prime minister and whatnot. Um, But even then, you know, he's not really hiding his, his bias there. So, you know, there, there are some, the, the reporters I spoke to, you know, say that the reason he had such a meteoric rise is because of his pro Imran Khan stance. And then, you know, when the Khan was in power, he used, you know, his media apparatus to essentially promote him and then grow him as a channel. So I think the, you know, government, at least the previous administration really understood the power of like the internet and social media, um, in, in promoting him, you know, other journalists that I spoke to, like, uh, Talit Hussein, who's like a longtime boxing journalist, you know, he, the reason he was kicked off the air back in, you know, 2018, is because his reporting found that, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, problems with the vote in the 2018 election in which Imran Khan got elected. And that's you know, not uncommon either. The military often intervenes in elections and makes sure that, you know, a person it wants elected gets elected. Uh, so, and, you know, uh, that is something I, the Khan administration, you know, didn't want people knowing. So they forced him off the air. And, you know, he, he was on the early YouTubers uh, or newscasters that did move to YouTube. Um, and, you know, for him, he he's actually invested the money to like you know have a bit of a team to you know uh, fact check his tweets and whatnot and really have oversight. But because of that, you know he's uh, he's not the person who is you know begging his followers to subscribe to him and like all of his videos and share and blah blah blah. You know he's more of like I'm going to put the content out there. If it's good, it's good. People will watch it. Um, and you know he's he's gained a couple hundred thousand subscribers, but has not you know grown at the same magnitude as uh, the. Imran Riaz Khan, the other YouTuber that I mentioned, I know it's a little confusing because they they both have similar names. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the situation in terms of the quality of the reporting and whatnot. Since you know these reporters have been out have been uh, put out of a job because of the uh, government's, like you mentioned, uh, taking away ad dollars if they just don't like certain presenters and whatnot. Why? It seems like that the government is still kind of upset with them, even on YouTube. Uh, what what is behind that? Are, are they just not liking the message? I mean, how how if they got rid of them, how why are they still mad? <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think like the at least with the Sharif administration, you know, Imran Riaz Khan was saying that you know the um, the government forced me off the air, and you know they, uh, you know, he, maybe he was being hyperbolic, but he said you know if, if they really want me, you know they should you know don't make threats, like come and arrest me, um, you know don't tell me to you know stop my you, you know doing my YouTube stuff. So you know I think the the Sharif administration, which uh, you know represents 
uh, maybe a larger rural population that doesn't have access to the internet, you know, their uh, internet savvy is a lot uh, less sophisticated than Imran Khan's, um, you know, social media strategy. So I think they're coming to realize that, you know, while most of the country still doesn't have like great access to internet, it, you know, it is still a mobile first country. More and more people are getting access every year. And, um, you know, the, the, that YouTubers can become a problem for administrations. You know, if people are not going to television stations in the future and are instead getting, uh, you know, their information or their viewpoints from, from these YouTubers who don't have to worry about, you know, ad dollars being pulled. Uh, and, you know, this kind of puts, uh, the Pakistani government in a uh, precarious situation because uh, the the only way you can kind of um, stop these YouTubers is to either arrest them or to block YouTube altogether. Um, the you know the former it's possible uh, it's you know it'll just you know take a lot of um, legal might and it, they'll be they'll they'll have to confront you know a very mad population um, because the. the the, these YouTubers do have a pretty strong following now, um, but you know it, it, it. The 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 difficulty in you know trying to get rid of YouTube is that they too use YouTube to like you know spread their message and whatnot. And generally, like the Pakistani population has um, really coalesced around YouTube as a, um, a really important platform for viewing content, whether it's like cooking videos, whether it's like television shows, which just public direct, published directly to YouTube, because that's how people, you know, um, watch their content now to get rid of the platform would just cause a lot of anger. Um, you know, Pakistan had uh, gotten rid of YouTube back in like 2012, because there was some, uh, some video published by so, like an American I don't know, movie creator called like the something like that the suspicion of Muslims or something like that, um, which angered like the religious population in the country and they banned YouTube altogether. Um, and yeah, you know, people who just weren't happy and eventually they brought it back. All right. Well, th thank you, Matt, for coming on the show. You can check out his story at CNET.com. And if you like what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. More to Daily Charge, I'm Oscar Gonzalez. Thanks for listening.